listening to Real Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Muna. And I'm your host, Clifford. Let's get into it. Hey, Cliff, how's it going? Hey, Muna, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am doing very well. Can you believe we're on episode 16? Yep, episode 16 of Real Talk Podcast. Yep, whoop whoop to that. So this is going to be, what, the last ep of this season, right? Yeah. Nice, nice. So, um... Don't know if you've come across it, but there's been like new information about the lockdown. So uh, our prime minister has announced the uh, England roadmap steps of what's going to happen. So I'm just going to quickly skim through it. But yeah, I had I had kind of a look into it um, online, a lot on tweets and stuff like that. So there's obviously been back and forth in terms of how people feel. But I think most importantly is to be able to go to my hairstylist for me. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited, I'm not gonna lie. So the new announcements are, on the 8th of March, schools and before and after school clubs and sports care homes visits meet in one person outside uni students with practicals. So that's, that's gonna be opened up on the 8th of March. On the 29th of March, you're able to have two households or up to six meeting outside outdoor sports, legal stay at home uh, to be lifted. The 12th of April, this is where the excitement comes in. Non-essential retail, hairdressers, nail bars and personal care, gyms, holiday lets for household groups, hospitality outdoors, libraries, zoos, museum, theme park visits will be opened. By the 17th of May, you have uh, the limit of 30 outdoors, socialising indoors, hospitality indoors and fence with limitation. So he has kind of slightly increased the amount of numbers. And then by the 21st of June, the limits on social contact will be lifted, nightclubs and large events, and there'll be no limits on weddings and life events. So... In theory, by the 21st of June, will somewhat be in normality from, from what I've gathered. What do you think? Like, that is amazing. And what I'm personally most looking forward to is getting a haircut, getting a massage. Yes. Yeah. And going to Selfridges to shop up. I can't wait. So for me, I've ringmarked that 12th of, 12th of April. That's the date for me. So do you feel, in regards to, like, because I know with Selfridges, is there no, like, I don't really shop there as much, but don't they have, like, an online option? They do, but a lot of their concessions don't stop on the online Selfridges store, so you have to go in physically to pick what you want. Right. And I browse through the website, and it doesn't have what I want. So I want to go inside and just be back to normality. Yeah, fair enough. And I think it's also, like like you said, going back to some form of normality, whereas, you know, being able to go into a store or somewhere like Harrods or Selfridges and you have the opportunity of going to various different concessions, I think there'll still be the whole, like, social contact limitation. Uh, whether the two meters will go down, I'm not sure, because that's not really been confirmed as of yet. But I think it's going to be exciting. For me, it's similar to what you said I can't wait to book an appointment with my hairstylist, get my nails done, you know, get that massage in, like feeling good. So I'm just, I'm excited because it's been so long. And it also gives like those businesses that have had a really hard time, like the opportunity to kind of get back on their feet and mm-hmm. hopefully fingers crossed, like profits will start to come in, but you know, um, when 12th April comes in. So um, the whole shopping aspect is not a major thing for me. I think it's mainly just pampering time. 
So I'm happy about that. Most definitely. What's uh, what's been on your radar recently? A lot of different things. Uh, where shall we start? So there was a highest grossing episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, which a lot of people have fallen off from watching because they're not that interested in it, etc. However, the last episode should get a daytime Emmy. It was produced in amazing fashion. It had all the elements of an amazing television show or, or episode. So all of the characteristics were there. You had... Um, in terms of the premise, you had the housewives going away for a staycation. So they went to South Carolina. They had a big house. Mm. It was arranged by Kenya Moore and um, she allocated rooms and whatnot. So everyone was staying together. And Candy Burst decided to throw Cynthia Bailey a surprise bachelorette party. Jeez. Which is great marketing because Candy has her own company called Bedroom Candy, where she does all sorts of um, adult toys and outfits, etc. And she had a tour that went on the road called um, the Dungeon Tour. And it was basically um, a variety show um, for adults where they encourage you to dress up and go out and enjoy the Dungeon Show. And it went to a few cities in America and it was very, very successful. So she gave all of the ladies a specific outfit um, and an alter ego. And she got everyone to get dressed in secret and then call Cynthia Bailey down. So once they called her down, they proceeded to start their bachelorette party complete with a sex swing <laughs> which, they put in that, which they let her um sit in and um they had a male stripper um i think that's like standard protocol now isn't it for like bachelorette parties like you yeah. have a stripper kind of thing and then yeah. the party went on to the early hours of the morning so they decided to disconnect the cameras to add some extra spice to the television show and then in the morning you had kenya moore being a typical television villain alluding to the fact that she heard noises in one of the bedrooms from the from the stripper and then she basically went on a sort of cluedo style investigation to had to be her in it i'm not gonna lie like ken kenya she cracks me up because she yeah she can be a villain when she wants to be and she can be nice as well but you know what she's like she she has that in her but it was television gold it was definitely television gold and then another element is that they basically cooked together. So they were doing a crab boil and this new housewife Latoya put the shrimp in too early. So she was just showing that she couldn't cook basically. Oh, snap. Um, they then went on an, a fishing excursion where Marlo Hampton managed to, um, to catch a shark. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they released it back into the, um, into the sea. And then after they had a dinner, basically and they discussed more of these rumors that Kenya was trying to um, make resurface but uh, Candy Burst was just the professional about it and said oh I don't know what you heard she just brushed it off and just kept it classy like you should not every day he needs to mm. divulge every minor detail of what happened because the cameras were off and it wasn't being filmed so why are you now bringing that back to the television show Definitely. But have you have you noticed like the like character that Candice has? She's not she's not like that in a sense where she's not she's not one to like want to cause trouble. But in ter- in terms of the um brand that you said that she has and how she kind of incorporated that in to the bachelorette, I think that was a very good marketing strategy. Like she definitely yeah. knew what she was doing in that point, you know. So definitely. kudos to her, man. She's definitely business-minded. I mean, all of them are, but I just feel like there's obviously an element in terms of how she does her thing, if that makes sense. Like, I've always looked like at a that. a professional businesswoman. 
And I mean, if you're going to have a bachelorette party, you're going to have it in that style. Are you going to do it right? So it was great that they all had their own outfits. They felt confident as women. They were just doing their thing. And it was a great episode of the show. I think one of the best episodes of the show that they had had. Even the confessionals, um, you can see Kenya Moore used to be an actress and so did Drew Sedora. So their confessionals where they were basically trying to evoke the role of uh, being interviewed under duress. So Kenya Moore was basically um, given Sharon Stone in that film. Do you know the film that I'm talking about? I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to watch the latest episode, but I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a go. Because... Yeah, you need to check it out. Yo, I mean, you've sold it to me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I used to watch it and then I did kind of just dip out of it because it just became quite repetitive and there was just too many dramas, which was expected. But I think there was an element where I was just like, you know what, it's not for me anymore. It came over and over and over again, yeah. But this time, it's new, it's refreshed, I guess. There's not the older housewives there. Like, Nene Leakes is no longer part of it. Phaedra Do you Fox think that's there. what... Like, and also, like, the fact that she's no longer there, I think they met... Like, there's definitely been a change in dynamics in terms mm. of the ladies, so... Yeah, and another thing that you will see in that episode as well is um, Cynthia Bailey basically got uh, Marlo Hampton and Kenya Moore to have a conversation. So they put their differences aside, and it was, like, a nice sort of moment to see that, you know. They're just over the feud and they're just older now and they're in different points in their life so they just want to to know each other and then there was another element of the show which um, touched on um, Kenya being a single mother even though she's successful and has all of this money Mm. she couldn't get two nannies to look after her daughter so bring her daughter on the trip and you know that just goes to show that if you have minimal resources it must be hard to be a single parent and if Mm. you're her, she's still finding it difficult and struggling. It was really good that the episode sort of touched on that and sort of echoed what real women are going through so you can relate to it if if you're a single mother. Definitely. So, yeah, like you said, there was a segment on being a single mother and, you know, how it is difficult for most because it's it's a big thing. It's a, it's a big responsibility. You're taking care of your child and you may not have that resource or support network with you. So I, th- I think it was a, a really good thing that they added that into that episode. So um, I'm definitely going to check it out. So um, I don't know if you've come across it, but it popped up on my radar on Insta. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, guy called Pops the Singer. Yeah. And he was singing Tyrese's track. This guy did this man justice, like to a capital T. And um, his son, Razzy, was the one who uh, posted it. Uh, the Shade Room caught wind of it. Yeah. yeah. I and see. I was like, yeah, yo, his vocal, amazing. You have, I've amazing. got the audio clip. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go on. Let's, let's on. hear it. <laughs> No, he kudos to you, man. Kudos to you, like. He sounds amazing. And it was just like, his son was like, yo, dad, do this. And he just came out with it so effortlessly. And like, it was so smooth. And you can tell he has that that rawness, like in regards to his voice. That raw talent. He's also done Johnny Gill and other artists. 
and he's an amazing singer. Definitely, definitely. I think he also like does um he does performances in like he has like events that he does, right? If I'm if I'm yeah, correct. Yeah, let me go and find. I think I'll find his um his act. But basically he does weddings, funerals, all of those kind of things. And he's got a price list that is on his page on Instagram. I think it's Pops the singer. We can find him through Razzy. So let me just see if I can find him now. But yeah, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was taken aback by it. I didn't expect it to be <laughs> that much of a, a success. But yeah, he he impressed me, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's just, it was amazing. It was amazing to hear it. And he, like, you can tell he enjoyed it. He was definitely in his moment. You know, when someone is in character, like, that's, that's what I felt he was doing in that clip. I was like, damn. And I think Tyrese definitely did comment on that um, Insta story. Something about you go pops or, you know, just kind of praising the guy for actually singing one of his tracks. He was amazing. He was like in his element. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like he did a little, uh, what is it, little riff at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Riffs and runs, you know, professionals. Anyways. So yeah, that, that kind of caught my attention and I thought, you know what, definitely have to give, give him a shout out because I just did expect it. It was a pleasant surprise and I'm, I just can't wait to see what more he brings out, to be honest with you. I think he needs a record deal, you know. I would definitely buy an album by him. Definitely, amazing, yeah. Got to support him. Stream it on iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Like, he, he needs to bring out something. If you, if you have a voice like that, don't waste it. Definitely. Do not right. waste it. Yeah, so uh, what's, what, what else has been popping on your end? Well, Naomi Campbell looks amazing on the latest issue of ID magazine. She absolutely killed it in this shoot. That woman is flawless. Like, she is beautiful. And I saw that. I was like, nah, nah. She's she's putting a lot of us to shame. She, like, her body is amazing. Her skin is flawless. Like, she's just, she's a natural queen. Natural queen. When I saw that, I was like, wow. And I didn't realise that she's still modelling, but she's probably thinking, yeah, "Yeah, I've I've got it. She's got this. Do you know what I mean? People still come to her to be like, we need you to kill this cover. There's no one else who can do it like you can. Naomi, like, and this is like, when I see covers like this, I'm like, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. <laughs> it's the Utopia and Dystopia issue number 362. It's summer 2021 and it's ID Magazine. And she is looking absolutely stunning on the cover. Just really classy and a typical ID Magazine cover, which is just giving elements of Bacchanal and Carnival, but high fashion. She fucking killed it. <laughs> Definitely. And it just boils down to one thing, black excellence. Actually, that? on the subject or topic of black excellence, yes. um, Daniel Kalua was um, promoting um, Judas and the Black Messiah. So he's done interviews with The Breakfast Club and Graham Norton. And he actually mentioned that he wasn't actually invited to Sundance Film Festival's Get Out. Yeah, time- I did. I recently came across that and I was actually surprised. I didn't, I didn't expect you know, especially for him being the main character in the film to not be invited to the to the premiere. Like, it didn't make sense. So I thought, hold on, am I reading that wrong? Because, you know, sometimes when you read the caption, you need to, like, press more. Max, yeah. And then I was like, you know what, let me look into it a bit more. And, yeah, there was an, an actual clip. Um, and he was also on Graham Norton, and he mentioned yeah. that as well again. And it just took me aback because surely you would want him there. Mm-hmm. 
like it was one of the gross leading films. It did exceptionally well. He wasn't even aware of how well it did. And the mm. fact that you've not been told of what a great success that film was and not, and not to be invited. I don't know. I, I find that a bit of a you know, slap in the face. I concur. Definitely a slap in the face. But Daniel's an amazing actor. I think I saw him at Glastonbury 2019. He was in the hospitality area and he was just mad cool. And I'm not even sure if that's before or after Black Panther, but I love the films that he's in. Get Out. He was great in Queen and Slim. He was great in um, Black Panther. Definitely. And in Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm ready to watch that. But I don't know what platform it's going to be streamed on, but I'm looking forward to watching that. I think it's Daniel Kaliwa and Lakeith Stanfield as the leads in that film. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of that. It's just such a shame, definitely for him, like to, to not have known... N- and to not even been invited to a project that he was involved in from, you know, from the beginning. So, but as you said, like he portrays such professionalism. Um, he's a very humble guy from a lot of the interviews that I've kind of seen him in and just read articles about him. He's a very humble, like down to earth, spiritual appreciative guy. And he's like in his lane, crafting his talent. And he's such a skillful man. So, so I just feel like it's a bit deep when you're not showing that recognition and giving him that gratitude that he needs because he made that film. He, technically, he made that film how it is right. with the way Get Out was a film, man. And for him, yeah, that's, that's slightly annoying. I'm not going to lie. Have they, have they announced when the trailer's going to be out for his new film? Um, no, they have not. I think it's on YouTube anyway in terms of the trailer. Right, right. I'm definitely going to check that out. But yeah, he is definitely he is definitely a guy to follow to kind of see what he's doing because he he's going places. He's been going places. And yeah, like I'm all for Daniel. And I just yeah, I I love the films that he's in. And you can tell like he's solely in in tuned into the character that he plays. And it's evident by the films that he's in. So it's like there's so much growth in the characters that he plays. They're not linear. They're always different. And he plays them through and through as if he embodies that character. There's Facts. no element of that character that he does not know. He plays it so well. Definitely. 100% facts. So, yeah, I, I cannot wait for his new film. Um, hopefully, we'll know which platform they do decide to kind of release it on, whether it's going to be a special on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Who knows? I cannot wait. So Okay, one more honourable mention. Um, I've not actually started watching WandaVision, have you? I've not, no. I've not I've watched told, it yet. I've been told that it's amazing. So, literally, I will be jumping into watching it because I think episode um, seven is premiering this week, but it seems that the, that Twitter specifically is ablaze because One Division fans are only just realizing that Elizabeth Olsen is related to Mary-Kate and Ashley. <laughs> How they just <laughs> realizing that now? <laughs> but it's great to see people's reactions on Twitter. There's all of the memes and yeah, like there's one that I can read to you. It's in block capitals. I'm sorry. Why did no one fucking tell me that <laughs> aka Wanda Maximoff herself, is the younger sister of Mary Kate and Ashley? I feel like this should be more widely known in block capitals. And there's like so many people who have retweeted that. But do you know what? Like, so, like I can I can understand probably why, because she doesn't want to be in their shadows. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like 
Mary Kay and Ashley were actresses. Yeah. yeah, they're a brand. They were actresses from very young, like at the age of maybe four or five, maybe younger. Who knows? Do you know what I mean? So they've they've had that media attention. They've had that publicity. They've had that paparazzi. Mm. Like everyone knows who they are. In Elizabeth's point of view, like I can understand. Like she's probably thinking it's my time to shine because I don't know if um I don't know if it's widely mentioned in interviews that she does, but. Yeah, because I you, guess you wouldn't want to be linked to like Switching Goals and Passport to Paris and all of these other kids' films. Definitely, definitely. But they were good. They were iconic in their own right for the kids. Yeah, yeah. And then they turned <laughs> into fashion. Actress, so yeah. But also, um, you can you can tell that they're related, like in in terms of similarities, like you know, face textures, right. like appearances, like you can you can definitely see it. But I can un- I, I can understand why. People on Twitter have kind of gone a bit crazy because it's to them it's news. Yeah. You know, but know, like some people don't even know that Beyonce was in Destiny's Child. The internet. Okay, that's just, insane. See it amazingly <laughs> sometimes because, but then they weren't born. Like I know people who were born in 2000 and they don't even know what the Millennium Bug was. So it's just things like that. Wow. But yeah. Any other items? That's like stuff that you should just have. Like that should just be like a general knowledge kind of question and like answer it should just be there yeah like <laughs> so I'm just laughing about Elizabeth like the whole like Twitter going mad <laughs> but she's been doing really well in her lane as well in regards to like films that she's kind of come out with and mm-hmm. you know she's she's been in the uh, Avengers kind of films and uh, yeah she's been doing really well for herself um I think on my end that's that's all I've got if there's anything that you kind of want to mention so that's perfect thank you guys for listening to real talk podcast episode 16 guys do um check out our insta it's at real talk podcast underscore three times at yeah. real talk podcast underscore three times and also our twitter is at real talk podcast that's with a zero and not the letter o perfect and will we be on clubhouse on saturday Doing definitely our podcast after show catch up for episode 16 starring Muna and myself and no special guests so just good time banter for probably about half an hour 7 p.m on saturday be there or be square jeez share like and tell a friend guys i've been clifford i've been Muna, and you've been listening to real talk podcast bye guys <laughs>